All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Uh, tonight, game four of the NFL season will be underway, so I'll be giving you guys somewhat of a preview. I got my top seven power rankings uh, for this week. I also got some three key takeaways uh, from week three, and then also I got uh, three key questions going into week four of the NFL season. I also got um, some baseball news to go over as well as some key scores from last night and of course the end of the season is upon us so i got some updates on those playoff rankings uh the divisional uh crowns as well as the wild card races so a quite well, a little bit to get into tonight or today excuse me but let's get right into it right now of course with my top seven power rankings at number seven i have the packers they have an overall record right now of three and oh and they are of course first in the nfc north defensively this team has uh, you know turned the quarter tremendously from last season they are being helped out by the Smiths Zedarius and Preston they had three sta uh, three sacks combined last week and a total of seven and a half so this team defensively is looking a lot better uh, offensively they are still there of course they have Aaron uh, Rodgers of course they have a solid running game but defensively, and not even just with the defensive line, they have some good members of their secondary, I believe with Jair Alexander as well. So uh, we're going to move on to the number six, uh, sorry, the number, yes, the number 16 here. We have the Bills. They are also 3-0 and overall. All the teams here are going to be 3-0 and today. Uh, the Bills are currently tied for the AFC East Uh as well with the Patriots. They are currently fifth in scoring defense, allowing just 15.7 points a game. I think that's really good for them, of course, but they've always had pretty good defenses. This year uh, is a little bit different for them. They have the eighth best offense as well as the, uh, the fifth best defense. So this team is pretty balanced. They don't give it, they don't score a lot of points, but they move the ball pretty well. Uh, but they are eighth in defensive third down conversions. They only allow opponents to, to convert 32 points. 32.5% of their uh, third down attempts. So uh, the Bills defense knows how to get off the field, and again, it forces turnovers. So that's why they're that's why they're good this season. That's why they're three and zero so far. The Niners are also at three and zero. I have them at the number five spot. They are currently tied for first in the NFC West. They are the second highest scoring uh, scoring offense, excuse me, uh, in the NFC. Uh, defensive end Joy Bosa uh, is has is sixth best in the NFL in terms of quarterback pressures. He has 17. In total, he has 11 hurries, four quarterback hits, and two sacks. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo is balling out there as well. And, of course, they have a capable running game, and they do have uh, George Kittle there at the tight end spot, one of the best tight ends in the league uh, right now. Up next in the number four spot, we have the Cowboys, who are at 3-0. They are currently first in the, a in the NFC East, looking like they're going to pull away from that one, the especially depending on how well the Eagles do tonight against the Packers, but we will see. Uh, they have scored the most points in the NFC and Amari Cooper is a part of that he's definitely uh especially through the air he has 16 uh, catches so far this year for 238 yards he has four touchdowns as well and they also have the highest rated offensive lineman according to pro football focus with Lyle Collins so again Cowboys are firing on all cylinders I haven't mentioned them in this episode but I have mentioned them previously defensively the Cowboys are really great too with Jayon uh not Jayon but it should be Jalen Smith they also got Leighton Vanderish in the line backer spot the secondary is 
where they do have some questions, but currently they are undefeated. Let's go to the number three team here. We have the Rams. Uh, they are three and overall, of course. Uh, they are currently tied for first in the NFC West with the Niners. They are eighth in scoring offense, getting about 25.7 points a game, and they are also seventh in scoring defense, just giving up 16.3 points a game. And they are currently uh, actually 12th in their third down conversions, giving up 45.5% of them. So again, it's a team that does not stay on the field too much. Uh, they, well, at least a defense that does not stay on the field too much. Offensively, of course, Todd Gurley hasn't necessarily balled out yet, but um, their quarterback, Jared Goff, hasn't necessarily cost many games as, as well either. So again, he's been developing. The Rams are currently 3-0. And at the number two spot, we have the Patriots. Of course, they are 3-0. They are tied for the, AS, the lead in the AFC East, and they have the second highest um the second high, actually they have the second highest scoring offense in the AFC but they had the lowest scoring defense uh in the AFC actually I believe in football they've only given up 17 points in three games uh so again this team this defense is lights out again it wasn't that great last year uh but this defense has made much improved as much improved uh but one thing I will say about this team here is Brady and Edelman are have been limited in practice this week for Brady he's saying his age Edelman is dealing with a chest injury um I don't think either one of them or maybe Edelman may not play this week but of course I'm pretty sure Tom suits up age is not going to keep him out of that game against the uh, Bills uh, but again that will be an interesting game this week uh, the Bills and the Patriots I, I have that as a key matchup uh, but let's move on to the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs are my number one team here in the power rankings uh, of course the Chiefs are three and oh uh, they are first in the AFC West uh, they have a much improved defense at least in terms of scoring uh, they're currently 14th in scoring defense 21 points again they also ninth in passing defense and they also are eighth in interceptions uh they are third the one knock on this team though is that they still are they still turn the corner when it comes to defense they are not really a, a really good rushing defense i believe they're either near the bottom or at least at 25 in terms of rushing defense they give up they've given up a few touchdowns on the ground as well so so far uh but so far through week three they pretty much look like the the most complete team in my opinion they pretty much They've beaten some good opponents, uh, but they've, I mean, they beat Baltimore recently, who was a really good opponent. Uh, they've beaten the Raiders, who were so-so, but again, they do their job, and to me, on, on, on paper, or at least in my eye test, they look as though they're the best team. Uh, let's move on. I got three takeaways from week three in the NFL, and the first one is, of course, uh, this one is going to be with Antonio Brown. I feel like he definitely needs a break, uh, needs to get his mind right. Of course, he put himself in a dumb position, texting uh, a potential victim, uh, whether or not, again, whether whether or not uh, what she said was lied or fabricated, again, you do not implicate yourself by threatening her. So if she was wrong, all you had to do was just be quiet and uh, let the um, let the legal let the legal procedures uh, handle themselves. Uh, again, AB putting himself in a situation by saying something to that woman. Now uh, he's voided. Well, he got his money voided by the Patriots. He uh, ended up, of course, we already know he left Oakland, so he doesn't get the money from there. So he's in a situation now. I believe he only had one game check. He he was only able to sign a check for like 100k or something like that so uh far removed from what he was expected to be making uh, i know what he was expected to be making so i think he needs to take a time some time off uh get his mind right i don't know if the league lets him in at any point this year uh but maybe just take a year off see what see how you feel at age 32 or something like that and again it's a good i mean i don't know how i mean well he did claim that he took some out well he's taking some online classes at central michigan uh where he was the school he was drafted from uh if that's true and he falls through with it i think that that's good i think that that's positive of 
course, he's uh, furthering his education. So I think he just needs to take a break from football, get his mind right, understand really what's important to him in life. Is it about acting uh, or getting all the things that he might want in life or telling everybody what to do or, you know, having so much control? Or is it just about making people happy or I don't know, like he needs to find his his way. And I definitely think he needs to take a take a step away from the football. Uh, up next, the Steelers are in big trouble. Uh, they have a zero and three record. Their last game was a loss. 24 to 20, uh, 24, 20, excuse me, 20 to 24 uh, versus the Niners. They are currently 30th in overall defense and 29th in overall defense. James Conner, uh, he had a great season last year. He has not come through this year. He only has 97 rushing yards and a touchdown. And the Steelers are currently 27th overall in, in terms of rushing. So again, not a balanced offense here. A lot of, uh, a lot of, it seems like a lot of, uh, well, it seems like a lot of people are going to be relying on Mason Rudolph to get things done. I don't know just how good he is but that offense is not really non-existent the defense is obviously non-existent either uh you got your boy mike Tomlin. he might end up on the hot seat at the end of this year well, let's move on uh, to my third point. Uh, Shaq Barrett is a beast. He was cut by the Broncos after the end of last season. Uh, but last week versus the Giants, uh, he's, he seemed to have like a, a coming of age uh, since joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had four sacks last week versus the Giants. He actually broke an NFL record with eight sacks in the first three games. Nobody, well, actually, it's it's um well he broke the record set by mark gassino back in 1984 so again uh very productive year so far uh he recorded three actually three sacks in week two versus the panthers so again he's balling out he just had 14 tackles 14 total sacks excuse me uh in four seasons in denver and he just had three sacks in all of last season so already he broke his last season record he's already five more sacks than he had last year this guy is a beast oh and i'm not too sure um how that is maybe just the play calling there in Tampa Bay maybe the coaching style is a little bit different the way they run in defense is a little bit different uh maybe it suits to his uh it obviously suits to his capability that's the best thing I could say for that but definitely a good turnaround and I would not be surprised if he won like a, a most improved player or comeback player of the year award uh Shaq Barrett at the linebacker actually at the, at the DN spot uh let's move on I got three questions going into week four uh the first one is what will Melvin Gordon do of course of course he recently ended his 64 day hold out with the uh, LA Chargers he will be looking to play probably next week uh, or this week uh, excuse me so the question is what is he going to do what can he add uh, of course Austin Eckler had a very good game in, the, in week one he kind of fell off after that the running game in, in uh, LA has been off a little bit and again uh, it's kind of showed in their record so again can he help out that team only we will only time will tell uh, my next question here uh, is when will Dwayne Haskins get to start of course the Redskins are struggling right now if I'm not mistaken they are currently one and two uh, actually zero and actually zero and three uh, in the bottom of the division right now uh, with the Giants making a move to go ahead and start uh, Eli uh, well sorry not not, not not Eli but uh, excuse me Daniel Jones uh, their rookie the question for me is I mean probably Redskins gotta be at least along the way. I mean, ain't nothing changing for them. Uh, so they'll probably put him in maybe week six, uh, seven or eight, something like that. Uh, they don't have. I mean, I don't. I don't think that they challenged this year uh, for for a spot. Uh, but I mean, but for a playoff spot. But maybe it might be best for him just to kind of sit back 
get a year under his belt and not necessarily rush. Not every quarterback that rushes in the starting or rushes to play uh, necessarily does that well. And that in their career doesn't necessarily end up planning out. So maybe he just needs to be patient, wait. Uh, let's see what happens over the course of the offseason for that team. And finally, my third question uh, going into week four is how good are the Bills? Of course, they are currently 3-0 and on the year. Uh, they are tied for first in the AFC East. Uh, the, the big question, well, they, I mean, it's a big question. I mean, they got a chance to play the Patriots this weekend. Uh, I believe that they uh, they they are more balanced than they've ever been like i said before they have the the fifth overall defense in terms of yardage they also have the eighth uh best defense in terms of just yards allowed so again uh, a lot more balanced than they've ever been it will be a good chance to see how well they can do and of course uh like i said before this is a key game for me i probably have a couple i'll have a couple more uh that i'll, that I'll take a guess on uh later on uh in the week uh, probably tomorrow or saturday uh but this one i uh, it's up it's up in the air for me i think i have the patriots winning this one pull this one off uh but it's gonna be a really close game uh at least by uh, i got the patriots winning by at least a touchdown but again this is gonna be a, a good chance to see just how far away the bills really are even if they're at, uh, undefeated at this moment all right and i'm gonna take a quick break uh and i'm gonna come back we're gonna talk some baseball uh, i gotta talk about some uh playoff spots being clinched also be going over some key games from last night and also i'll be going over uh, some standings as well and of course don't forget about tonight we have some thursday night football action the eagles and the packers the eagles are at one and two of course they are i believe second or third in the nfc east uh we also have the packers here at three and oh of course they are leading their division i will be going over the recap of this game tomorrow morning all right y'all i'm gonna take a quick break and i will be right back with some mlb news in just a second Alright y'all, I'm going to wrap this up for today. Of course, I'll be talking some baseball. Uh, let's get into the news real quick. And the Brewers have clinched themselves a playoff spot. Back on September the 5th, the Brewers were seven and a half games back at a first place in the NL Central. Now they are just a half game back with a chance to win a division. Uh, like I said, they've already claimed a, at least a playoff spot through the wild card. In the 19 games uh, that led up to this, the Brewers would sweep the Mons and the Pirates. Uh, they, was all, they would also win a win series against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and also the Cubs as well. Uh, they would also beat out the Pirates in the series as well. And they would have a record of 17-2 in that time. Over that time, they would also score 103 runs and have only given up 53. And just about, that would mean about two, uh, 2.73, a little bit over two runs a game. And since December the 6th, the Brewers have had the best ERA in baseball with 2.5 or uh, 2.54. Congratulations to the Brewers of course uh, they have some work to do if they want to finish out and close out the division they definitely have a good chance to do that they were uh, off for a little bit as well they moved all the way down to like third place uh, a lot of people were getting on, on them for their pitching staff and all that but they've seemed to come alive in the past couple of weeks uh, defying everything because again uh, it wasn't like the media changed their stance on the Brewers or their or their pitching staff uh, I, I was hearing all type of things about uh, the pitching staff and the bullpen letting the team down so on and so forth so never once did they really get any respect even throughout this process 
process. So good good luck to the Brewers. Uh, they have to get uh, past the Cardinals if they want to win the division, but they're definitely uh, they're definitely in the playoffs. They just have to go through a wild card game. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, the Twins uh, they take their their division. They take the uh, American League Central. The Minnesota Twins beat out the Detroit Tigers yesterday, five to one. Uh, that was their first divisional title in the, in nine years. Uh, starting pitcher uh, Randy Dobnak. He's gonna have a birthday in a couple days. Uh, he only gave up one hit in six uh, six innings, uh, but he actually retired 16 to 17 batters after that first hit. Uh, he had he's also only given up two runs and three starts so far. Uh, and Rocco Baldelli, the manager of the team, he's the youngest uh, to win a divisional title at 38 years old. And t- and uh, currently the Twins are at 98 wins, which is the second most in franchise history. They liable to break that. Of course, there's a few more games left in the season, so they're probably gonna hit the hundred game mark for the first time in their franchise history so uh two teams that i came from uh, at least for the twin situation they were not that great they weren't great at all last year so they turned the corner uh within about an off season for the brewers they took them in the entire season just about uh they were pretty much third or below well i would say at least third place uh for the entire season uh just about in the nl central and they were able to pull it off and now they're in a uh, position to win like i said for the twins they were very terrible last year i believe that's uh, definitely near the bottom of their division, their respective division, not being the American League Central. But now look at them. They've won it. Uh, in my opinion, they are definitely a hot team going into the playoffs. Um, possibly even a second favorite behind Houston, at least in the American League. All right, y'all, let's move on. We're going to talk about some key games uh, from last night. Let's get into it. We got the Nationals beating the Phillies. 5-2. The Nationals go up to 89-69. and 69. The Phillies fall down to 79-79. and 79. You can basically eliminate them from playoff play. Actually, you can. Um, <clears throat> with the... Um yeah, with the Nationals uh, securing their with with the Nationals securing their wild card spot, you can pretty much eliminate the uh, Phillies and the Mets here. Uh, but the Phillies uh, they got a they got two RBIs from Reese Hoskins and also Brad Miller. Uh, in terms of pitching, Drew Smiley would get the start. He had a really solid start at that. He went for six innings, gave up four hits, just two uh, two earned runs, and also he had a strikeout. But the bullpen would have things fall apart. Uh, they gave up they would give up two more runs and also four hits as well for the Nationals. Uh, they got two hits in the RBI from first baseman Howie Kendrick, and they also got two hits in the RBI from second baseman Wilmer Defoe. Uh, pitcher Annabelle Sa- uh, Sanchez got the win, going for 17, uh, seven innings, excuse me, giving up six hits but only gave up two earned runs. Uh, moving on, we have the Chicago White Sox beating out the Indians 8-3. to This is the game that pretty much wrapped up the AL Central for the Twins. Uh, like I said, the Chicago White Sox get the upset win here 8-3. to uh, The Indians now at 93 and 65 and need some help to get into the wild card game uh chicago white Sox are of course 69 and 88 and done from playoff contention uh for the indians they were led by uh, jose ramirez and also mike freeman who put up rbis and for the white Sox, they got a three-run home run from their designated hitter wellington castillo and also first baseman jose abreu would get three hits in rbi three hits in the rbi in terms of pitching ross detweiler would get the start he would go for five innings gave up five hits and three runs but the bullpen was able to keep things in place 
uh, giving up. Well, they uh, went for four innings, just gave up one hit, zero earned runs, and they also had nine strikeouts. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we have one more game to go over here. The Braves were able to beat the Royals 10 to two. The Braves move on to 97 and 62, and the uh, Royals are 58 and 101. Uh, for the Braves, they were led by, of course, the uh, third baseman Josh Donaldson, who had three hits, including two doubles. He also had four RBIs. And in terms of pitching, uh, Josh, excuse me, Josh Tomlin would get them the win. Uh, going, well, actually, he didn't get them the win, but he would go for three innings, had a really rough start, gave up four hits and an earned run and three uh, strikeouts. But the bullpen was able to come through. Uh, they were only able, they gave up no, uh, only one on run. Uh, they gave up four hits. They went for five innings and get, had, actually had 11 strikeouts. Uh, for the Royals, they just had RBIs from say, uh, shortstop Nicky Lopez and also uh, I think it's a catcher Mibri, uh, Mibris Valoria, and they both hit RBIs. Let's move on to the standings. Uh, we're going to look at the NL Central because this has been the division that has yet to be called. I told you guys this will be pretty much called the last day of the year, uh, but let's get into it right now. We currently have the Cubs on top. I'm not the Cubs, excuse me, but the Cardinals on top, the St. Louis team. They are 90 and 69. They are just a game and a half above the Brewers, who are 88 and 70. Uh, the Cardinals have gone seven and three in the last ten, but the Brewers—they're hot. They've gone nine and one in the last ten. So we—I don't know how this this that race ends as of today. Uh, like I said, the Brewers are hot. The Cardinals—they've remained consistent. Uh, so we'll just have to see. Uh, the Cubs, of course, they pretty much eliminated themselves out of playoff play, uh, playoff contention. Excuse me. They are eighty-two and seventy-six. At the bottom, we have the Reds at seventy-three and eighty-five, and also the Pirates here at sixty-nine and uh, sixty-seven and ninety-one. Uh, let's move on to the wild card. We're going to start off with the AL. Of course, the A's and the Rays, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, have solidified their spots, in my opinion. Uh, they've both gone 7-3 in the last 10. The A's are currently 95-63. and 63. The Rays are just a half game back at 95-64. and 64. If the season ends today, of course, it would be the A's and Tampa Bay. Uh, we have the Indians somewhat in the picture here. They are 93-65. and 65. They are two games back, and they've gone 7-3. and three. So all three of these teams have played pretty consistently. Uh, but let's move on to the National League. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, the Brewers and the Nationals, of course, have solidified their playoff spots, their wild card spots. They will be facing off against each other. Uh, the Brewers, of course, are 88 and 70, and the Nationals are 89 and 69. Uh, of course, the Brewers are 91, so they're super high. So um, look for those teams to take off in the next week or so. And um, that's it for today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow morning uh, to go over, of course, some Thursday night football. I uh, got some more key matches for the NFL. And I'll preview uh, the college football so week five for you guys as well. I do have a word on the street segment. Uh, I do have some Trump news to go over. So I will be having that for you guys soon. Uh, maybe uh, hold off for that till Friday. I'm sorry, not Friday, but uh, Saturday morning Uh Maybe Saturday morning and or maybe Saturday night mix it with some college football as well because of course the Democrats I have to remind you guys I just want to remind you guys actually that the Democrats have decided uh, to go ahead and try to to move forward with some type of impeachment at least uh, Nancy Pelosi has uh, submitted and I believe it was an inquiry or something like that so we have to get to the bottom of that as well and um, for now that's it if you're looking to get in touch with me you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is e l j butler 75 at gmail.com once again that is lj butler 75 at gmail.com elj butler 75 at gmail.com you can reach me on instagram 
and at Facebook at L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is L Jamal Johnny. E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Uh, I also have a Facebook page for the show as well. Uh, Never out of bounds. I do have links there. I do have some content that I've shared, and I also have the links to my PayPal and to my Cash App. If you are looking to make any donations, uh, but do not be afraid to just interact with me. I am looking for that as well. Uh, there's anything you want me to discuss or talk about any positive or constructive criticism i am always here of course this is my uh hopefully my career that's that's what i'm trying to make here so again if you have any uh suggestions or any um thing you might want to talk to me about uh, get or get me to discuss on this show do not feel free uh well feel free feel free definitely to hit me up all right y'all if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i will holla at y'all later